Welcome, everybody, to the Primo House Podcast. This is episode two, and the podcast is about house music. So here we're going to talk about the genre, uh, what house music is, and globally, and most importantly, talk about our local San Antonio scene. We are house, house, music, music. I am your host, Roberta Rinaldi, and with me is Cami Garcia. Hello. And uh, the Primo House DJs, Trey Garcia, Anthony Garcia, and Dorian Perez Garcia. <laughs> and, and, our, and our Primo House mascot, Ms. Daddy Longbody. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we're going to start off with our golden question that we ask every week. What are you listening to? So let's start with Dorian. Uh, so this week I'm actually listening to quite a bit of Depeche Mode. Uh, I got into that groove, um, listening to how they use flanger and reverb in their songs. Uh, I hear it. I hear. I heard it in the past, and I just don't hear it in much music nowadays. Or it's very tame. They were using it uh, at an extreme level, so it's just nice to hear how they how to utilize it in production and stuff like that. But yep, yeah, just a lot of uh, Depeche Mode. Um, what's flanger? Uh, flanger is just an effect that kind of it's kind of like reverb where there's a little bit of uh, of a delay in the song mm-hmm. and then it go it sounds like uh, the sound goes kind of like an airplane passing by where it gets louder and then it gets softer at the end but then it continually does it so just depending on the frequency yeah it's it's a little different <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's very interesting I didn't know that so learn something new every day thank you Mr. Dorian and what about you Anthony what are you listening to this week. I've been uh, listening to kind of a combination of music. It's been all house. Uh, listening to a lot of promos. I've been shopping around for some new, new music. So been on some online stores, listening to some promos, and then going back on YouTube and listening to a bunch of like old uh, classic tracks that I used to have on vinyl that I don't have anymore and that I just nice. want to convert to MP3 and uh, play out. So... Uh, just listening to the combination of uh, some new and old uh, old house music right now. Very cool, very cool. Thank you. And what about you, Mr. Trey? What are you listening to this week? There's a lot still going over the mixes. Uh, we're really excited about uh, Dorian's mix coming out. I still find myself um, listening and learning to Anthony's mix. Uh, it was recently put out on SoundCloud. Uh, but in the spirit of finding new digital tracks uh, for myself, uh, I'm listening to a lot of uh, defected, defected and uh, tool room music that I, that's out there. Uh, specifically, I tune into Farrakh Don quite a bit. I, I saw him in Vegas in November, thanks to Sean Seville, actually, at Commonwealth. Uh, excellent night. Great set by Farrakh Don. Uh, but in th- that evening, I identified or learned about new music that I previously never heard of. Um, and that's just kind of the trend I'm seeing with Farrakh Don. Every time I, I listen to him, he has this innate ability for track selection and, and uh, his overall production of a set is so crisp and, and in some cases very abrupt, which I really dig <clears throat> and try to incorporate into some of my sets. Uh, so maybe it's a, a mix-up of genres or jumping genres, but but yeah, every time I listen to Farrick, uh, I just learn about and find new music. So that's what I'm really tuning in right now. Very cool. Nice. Thank you. All righty. Thank you, everybody. And um, let's, uh, Roberta, let's, mm-hmm. uh, I want you and I to answer this question from now on also. So okay. what about you, Roberta? What have you been listening to? Hmm. That's a very good question, Cami. Um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Honestly, just been listening to serious radio. And, um, 
it's funny, I have this channel uh, called Utopia. It's super cheesy, but I refuse to remove it because it just brings back some nostalgia, but it's all 90s electronic music and some 2000s, but there's some songs that I used to hate and I still listen to the song like a bad infomercial. Like, why am I still watching this? And I keep listening just because it makes me laugh because it kind of brings back memories of, you know, why did I like this? <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> so, that's about it. <laughs> and what about you, Cami? So I take a lot of uh, Spotify suggestions. So I've been listening to this playlist they made called Poolside House. Mm. And so I was listening to a song in the kitchen. Uh, I was listening to Big Love, the Pete Heller, I don't know, track. And Anthony's like, you like this song? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you know that this is a classic Deep House song, right? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I like it. And I thought I didn't like Deep House, but apparently I do. Up <laughs> is down. I don't know what anything is. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that's the cool part about listening to music. You end up getting a little taste of something. You're like, oh, I like this now, and I like this. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I love it. So hold up. A couple of things. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Either you are... Confused at what the, the, the genres are, and I understand that because yeah. the old Deep House and New Deep House, or you're just a blatant liar and you, you can tell me every time I come off that you really dug it, dug my set, and no. what I typically play is Deep House. Was there alcohol involved during all of this? You it's, do like Deep House. It's very clear that I'm confused about what Deep House is because my Spotify, like end of year, was my most listened to genre was Deep House, and I was like, what? The confusion is, you know, the older original Deep House. You know, two thousands. We have Miguel Miggs and and some of the Farina stuff, Chuck Love, even the Great Cascade stuff that was back then. And then now, following the EDM explosion and getting into sort of the newer version, if you will, of Deep House. And and I don't I don't know. By no means am I an expert. I am not an expert in any of this, but. Uh, it's just kind of the trends that I've noticed for myself and that really kind of impacted me as a DJ, uh, especially playing house music. Older Deep House, EDM Explosion, and then this new kind of Deep House that was born out of all of that. And I'd like to believe that it was because the EDM crowd had just learned about this genre, uh, kind of got exhausted and, and wanted to look for something deeper and, and more meaningful. And I think that's where the newer Deep House version came in with like disclosures and, and things like that. And, and absolutely love that era and what happened, but um, it was a bit of a disservice to the original Deep House because it, it didn't have the same feel. Uh, it was a different looking feel for the newer Deep House versions. You know, and also I think... Um... Maybe I'm also mixing up a little bit of trans. Oh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because what? <clears throat> I think you get it confused with minimal. Oh, Sam. <laughs> I don't know anything. That's not true. <laughs> She's talking about that like droney, like deep minimal house. This is that's labeled under deep house. It's like a it's like a hi hat and a kick. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's it. Well, not even groovy. It's just more like, yeah, spacey. And you have all those, you have songs nowadays that are like cross boundaries or you have a song that you, it sounds like Deep House, but then you're like, oh, that's a little bit more progressive. 
but it can fit into like three different categories. It's just they're they're blending so much now that they're that you just can't tell anymore. Well, guys, let's take a quick commercial break, and we're going to hear a little word from our sponsors. Rosetta Stone, the world's leading language learning software, is proud to announce the addition of conversational emoji texting to its comprehensive language library. For as little as $7.99 per month, you will learn which emoji is appropriate in specific situations, how to sort of match skin tones to your own, and strategies for overcoming accidentally propositioning your supervisor. Visit our website and sign up today. Winky face, thumbs up, eggplant. Wait, what? Uh, dark hair girl shrugging. And we're back. All right, guys. So um, let's go on to the next question. Uh, we're going to talk about the genre. So uh, what is house music to you? Start with Dorian. Oh, all right. So um, from, from your heart. From your heart. <laughs> just, yes, just open your heart. No. Uh, so uh, uh, what is house music to me? Uh, there's a lot of different songs I was going through and I was like, man, you know, what's something that defined uh, house music to me as a young person? So my mom listened to a lot of disco, um, you know, going into then Duran Duran in the 80s and, you know, that still had the electronic sound that was coming out of disco and I was really trying to be like, okay, well, what, what really kind of set off the house song for me? And I remember this song and I just remember, uh, the repeating chorus saying, move your body. And I, I found it again and it's called, it's Marshall Jefferson. It's called move your body. 1986, I believe is when it came out around there, 86 or 87. So, I mean, at the time I must've been like eight years old, um, and hearing it and hearing my mom play it and, you know, very high piano riff in it. It has a, you know, lyrics that just want to make you just want to dance. And it was the first time that it just had a like a four on four type of beat. find it for me right so it's probably not the first house song per se but definitely uh that style was an impression on me and left it on me yeah sure. i agree i love uh disco and i can remember songs that my parents listened to that really kind of resonate now where i'm like why do i like this genre oh well kind of grew up in the 70s so uh yeah so it makes sense and it hits in a nostalgic way so that's very cool and let's see, what about Mr. Trey Garcia? So the track that I selected to review or really kind of uh, epitomize what house music is for me um, is an old Chuck Love track, Back in My Life. I, I would also state that a majority of, of things for me in music are, are really kind of focused in nostalgia, right? And, you know, why do I love X? Why do I love Y? And and we go further deeper in discussing, I think, one of the common common denominators amongst all of us is our love for disco right so and i actually believe i play house because of disco that my parents were playing when i was a kid and it's just all kind of nostalgic now and comes back so for this exercise of selecting a track that epitomizes house music i really kind of wanted to get away from the nostalgia and and try to be objective about like what is house music and and i kept coming back to one track uh, the Chuck Love track back back in my life. And it was on an Ohm Cascade uh, mix that came out. And it was actually around the time that I'd moved back 
to the San Francisco Bay Area, and there's all these new feelings, new new learning, new music. I was just kind of, I've said it before, but I was just kind of steeped in the music scene uh, out there and shocked at all of the great music that was coming out. So um, that one for me, a very profound track, has all of the elements, you know, housey, that beat pattern, that uh, those sort of addictive synths. Um, and this one even has horns in it. And then you just top it off with that real soulful uh, voice over all of that. I, I apologize. I don't know who sings or provided the vocals for that track. I've looked it up, but I, I can't find it. But you'll hear here. I mean, it's amazing. You'll hear sort of that soulful feel, uh, that sound that I think is common in a lot of the real soulful house music that, that we dig. But then it also has that, that rough beat that I think we're all addicted to. Very nice. Um, what about uh, you, Mr. Anthony? What what is house music to you? Man, this is a super hard question. I thought about it for <clears throat> a very long time. Minutes. Whatever. No, I actually had picked a song, and come to find, actually, Roberta, you actually picked the same one. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was a real tough one. If I could probably pick one off the top of my head it would probably be uh finally by kings of tomorrow it's uh it's a classic it's a great production <clears throat> it's deep it's got disco bass lines the sexy vocals hypnotic Great build. Uh, it's, it's just quality. It's timeless. So, uh, you know, I, whenever I hear that track, it makes me think of house music. It makes me want to dance. So that, I think that's a good definition of uh, of house music. Nice. Yeah, so he mentioned um, us picking the same song. So it was uh, Armand and Heldon, You Don't Know Me. So, yeah, that one for me, I remember distinctly, like, when I heard it and it just hit me so hard. I remember where I was and I was at the Austin City Music Hall and I remember exactly where I was on the dance floor. And it was at the corner on the left speaker of the house. <laughs> and and I was just like, oh my God, I love this song. It just, it just, it's still to this day when I hear it, it still excites me. So that's the cool part about it. Why did you also choose that song? Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of, you know, partying back in the early 2000s. And mm -hmm. it just has that that hook, that it, that hook, man. I, I can hear that. This is that hook for hours. I used to just get lost in that in that hook. And the, the vocals are dope. And it's just, a, it's just a great track. It just makes you want to dance. So. Same girl, same. <laughs> so, um, and what about you, Cammy? 
I did not choose an answer for this uh, question because okay. I don't know the answer to the question. The question is basically like, what is house music? I don't know. For me, it's like the, the answer to the question is like, I guess it's new disco. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely not. New. I, uh, I kind of feel like it's disco for for newer generation. But then again, you, you know, everyone has their own definition of house music, you know. Uh, right. That's a pretty good analogy, though, because, you know, back in the day, back in the day, every, everyone that, you know, in New York clubs was listening to Donna Summers. And that was like what they played in the clubs, you know, you know, staying out till f- got our early hours, seven o'clock in the morning, you know, Have but uh, <laughs> that hasn't changed at all. <laughs> but that's he, he has got Donna that's Summers. a good. That's a really, yeah, that's a really good uh, analogy, though, you know, the disco for today. Oh, you mean N.E.W. disco? Yes, not N.E.W. disco. Uh, That's a different genre. Right. Yeah, I can totally see that. I'd buy that. The new era of disco, if you will. Yeah, I mean, disco is one of the common denominators for all of us, right? That um, we all like and can agree on. As I mentioned, everything's about nostalgia for me, and I, I believe I play house because of the feelings I had as a kid. You know, my parents play disco, blah, blah, blah. Um, actually stole, I mean, um, borrowed several of my parents' records uh, with the epic Donna Summer record being one of them. They're never getting it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for all of your answers, and I hate to just, but we have to take another commercial break. And so now another word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to be a professional sommelier, but your actual profession has nothing whatsoever to do with wine? Take our Not Quite Masterclass, the Kitchen Island Sommelier, today and learn just enough about wine to be really annoying at dinner parties. And we are back. So let's uh, move over to another subject, and Cammy's going to take over to on um, this subject, uh, remembering the lives. Cool. So go ahead, Cammy, take it away. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, we just wanted to also talk about just what's going on in house music um, around the world news. Um, so it's kind of a weird time for house music because by nature, house is a party scene, and there's not a lot of parties parties happening right now, unfortunately. Um, but I do want to remember some important lives. Um, so I first want to talk about Mike Huckabee. Um, and I found two articles by uh, Pitchfork from Pitchfork and another one from the New York Times. And the New York Times article was beautiful, man. Like, um, you know, again, I, I don't come from the house scene, but um, learning about this man was so, so fascinating. Um, so uh, he passed in April. Um, Mike Huckabee passed in April from... Um, complications from a stroke and then a combination of uh, that and COVID. Um, But he's a huge legend in Detroit. Um, But what's most interesting is not just because of his sound. He is so, so well known because he used to work at a record shop uh, at record time and people just trusted him. He was known as a tastemaker. And so he would just put bags of records together People wouldn't even look through it. They would just buy it and they would trust him. Cool. Yeah. So it was so, so fascinating. And um, he didn't just work in Detroit. Like people from around the world came to pick, to buy Mike Huckabee's choices. Um, wow. So he alone affected the, the club scenes in London and Berlin. So all the way from Detroit, just from him picking out records for DJs, you know, his influence had an effect around the world. It's so cool. I, have a, I don't have a lot of his music, but I 
definitely know of his influence on the city and the city of Detroit. I, you know, I had a buddy of mine who used to always talk about how much better his techno knowledge was than mine. And I never, <laughs> I never ever argued with him about it. I don't even know where it came from. Uh, but he, he used to always say things like, you don't even know who Mike Huckabee is. And uh, I mean, I did a course, but like I said, I found it out that he always picked his name. And yeah, I didn't know that about Huckabee about, uh, I knew, like I said, I knew he was a major promoter and influence in the city of Detroit, but I didn't know that he would, people went to him for music. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was supposed to play the movement festival this year, um, which is, you know, just shows how relevant he still was. Um, oh, is movement still going on? No, they canceled it. Yeah. Everything's canceled. <laughs> With Mike Huckabee, it was really COVID that got him. I didn't, I didn't read that anymore, my yeah, bad. Was, uh, it, he went in for a stroke in early March and then ended up passing of complications from COVID. So fucking sad. Yeah. He so, will be missed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very well-respected man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they had a GoFundMe for him and people couldn't wait to help and, you know, paid all his funeral expenses quickly. Mm, so sweet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he meant a lot to Detroit. Um. Another loss recently in electronic music was uh, the co-founder of Kraftwerk, Florian Schneider. Um, so, Flor uh, you know, I don't know Kraftwerk that well, but Kraftwerk, uh, you know, was formed in the late 1960s and 1969. Um, and they got big. Uh, so, well, I'm just going to read this. I'm just reading an article at this point. <laughs> uh, so they used... Uh, they had just had a pioneering sound for, with keyboards and synthesizers that would inspire artists from all genres, um, from rock and electronic um, to hip hop and pop. Um, you know, I think there was even really famous lawsuits, what their samples. Um, but I just thought that this quote was really interesting. Uh, he said this in 1975 to Rolling Stone, Craftwork uh, is not a band, it's a concept. We call it Die Mensch Machine which means the human machine. We are not a band. I am me. Rife is rife and Kraftwerk is a vehicle for our ideas. So I thought that was a cool quote. Um, and it just really shows how like experimental they were. Um, cool. Yeah, it was. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I like this quote from Moby. Craftwerk uh, are, are two contemporary... Sorry, let me start over. Um Craftwork are to contemporary electronic music with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones are to contemporary rock music. Um, and Craftwork was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, but they weren't selected for the class of 2020, but they were nominated. Yeah, so I remember the first time hearing, uh, I remember the first time I saw a video of Craftwork and I, I had to bring it up on my phone because I was like, man, that was such a long time ago that I saw that. So on YouTube, uh, they show this black and white video of them playing the Carousel of the Youth. And, and the earliest techno sound that was coming from that was just completely different from anything that I've heard from uh, for back, even in the 1970s. I was just like, holy cow, man, like that, such a big influence on just every, every type of music that they, that they made uh, coming all the way to what we play now. I did actually. Uh, strangely enough, when I was uh, very small, uh, you know, I used to be into break dancing when I was little. Uh, all my cousins used to break and all that. And Kraftwerk, uh, you know, they, they did that famous song, uh, Tour de France, which was on, I think, Breaking. 
There's a famous scene where he, uh, you know, the guy's, uh, you know, dancing around the floating broom and uh, they're playing craft work. And that's probably one of, like, my wow. earliest memories of... Uh, yeah. I didn't know that was a craft yeah, work song. the Tour de France. So that's, that's craft work. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I listened to them before, you know, long before house music. So, yeah, huge influence. I found that the craft work influence is by far the greatest sort of marker in my life, if you will. It always seems to come back to them for me. Um I just got up to see the year on the ticket. I, I did get to see them in 2015 or 2016. Amazing evening. And even then, it was sort of an ominous kind of thing. I mean, um, Florian Schneider, of course, uh, one of the co-founders, he he left the group in 2008. So I don't think, you know, I think obviously didn't get to see him there. Um, but going back to it, always seeming to come back to Kraftwerk for me. I was, I was raised in Germany and the music was everywhere. I, I didn't even really realize it as a kid until I got a little older. Um, then I got into hip hop and after learning more, I learned of Kraftwerk's influence in hip hop and Africa Mambata, hearing all the samples and different Jay-Z tracks and Missy tracks, um, just always seemed to come back for me. Um, at the show here, they played, uh, this German lullaby that kids would sing on the playground when I was a kid and, um, you can't even discuss or begin to discuss the influence on electronic music, right? They're, they're, they're everything. Um, I used to rock this one Kraftwerk record all the time. It was a staple in my crate. I have Autobahn, but I think this one was uh, aerodynamic. I love it. I'll have to revisit that soon and rock that out again. And one major, uh, last, sorry, last influence. Um, my buddies at Duke Cannon made a commercial last year uh, for their European market, and it was very craftworky. I'll have to bust that out for you on and show you. I don't know who produced it for them, but um, I have to show you. It was very cool. I was trying to look for some good news to end on, but you know, all I kept finding was everything's canceled. This is canceled. That's canceled. Every festival's canceled. But what I did see was that Defected um, was doing a big, huge um, virtual festival since they usually have their big festival over the summer. And what I did find really interesting about this virtual festival is how they were doing that contest, the competition, um, to have people play on the festival, people that aren't a part of Defected. So they had 750 DJs uh, send in their auditions. Well, uh, they were supposed to just choose one winner, but they chose four since they you know, had so, so many entries. So I only have the first pair of winners. I don't know who the other two are, but uh, Selena Fader from France and Soul Majestic from South Africa. So they both played a half hour set uh, today. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you guys listening to our podcast and be sure to like us and leave a comment and we will reach out to you guys the next time. Thanks and everybody be safe out there. We love you. Bye everyone. Bye. Awesome. Don't forget to make the social media rounds. Follow us on Instagram, give us a like on Facebook, and give us a follow on SoundCloud. You can find us by searching Primo House with a space. Trey and Anthony currently have a set out on SoundCloud Primo House page. Go give a listen and stay tuned for Dorian Set coming out soon.